So you should have marked your Bibles this morning in uh, the book of Psalm chapter 32, Micah chapter 7, but let's begin this morning in the book of Matthew chapter 5. One verse I want to read to you in Matthew chapter 5 before we get into the other two portions of Scripture. And I want you to think about this, that there is comfort to the mourners. Comfort to the mourners. Fifth chapter in the fourth verse says this, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I want you to think about something this morning. A lot of times in the medical field, people will tell you, what's your pain like? In other words, if it's a one or if it's a ten, how much are you hurting? There's somewhere around, I don't know, eight or ten different Greek words that talk about pain and hurt and mourning. So that alone ought to tell us that pain is just a part of life. Sometimes we get this idea and sometimes we get this image that if you're hurting or you have pain in your life, that you have weakness. The question this morning is this. If you go into the medical field or to a doctor and they ask you what's your pain on a 1 to 10, one might be, well, it's my elbow has kind of got a little tingling sensation or it's burning or I notice it's there. 10 means it feels like it's about to fall off. When Jesus uses the word mourn out of all of the Greek words, this is the one that means the most pain. If you were to put it on a scale of 1 to 10, this is a 10. This is what sin will do. Let me ask you this. Has anybody here ever hurt, physically hurt, I'll say that. Have you ever hurt to a point that nothing else mattered? All you wanted to do is find relief from the pain that you're in? Have you ever just something hurt about you, whether it's your head hurting or your toes were hurting or your back was hurting, your knee was hurting? It's not a one or a two or a three. I mean, it's a ten. It is some severe pain and you need to find comfort. Whether you find that in medicine or stretching or whatever it is, you want some kind of relief for the pain that you're in. Folks, Jesus is teaching us here that when we truly understand the depths of sin, He will give us comfort. My great fear is, is that so many in the world today treat sin like a, a, on a pain scale like one or two. You know, it's a, we're sinful and okay, we're, we, we know that we're wrong and we need Christ. We're talking about when you get to the depths of a true, deep, mournful state, I believe that that is when we will find comfort. People often will say, well, you folks make things way too hard or you, you make it seem like you've got to beg for something. Folks, if you are in excruciating physical pain, let me ask you this. Do you have trouble asking for help? Most of the time, if we're kind of on the lighter end of pain, we're okay. We may tough it out or not all of us. I'm, I'm pretty weak on the, on the lower end. But when it gets to a very severe pain, we have no worries. And I don't care what you give me, give me something to relieve my pain. Folks, that's what happens when Jesus teaches us, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. We mourn, and I believe it's just a part of our life. I believe there's things that hurt us. Do I believe that there's words in the Greek language that mean pain that would be on a scale to one to two or three? Absolutely. But Jesus is talking about there are some things in life that truly, deeply hurt. And I want to challenge you and I want to ask you something. 
Name me something that hurts more than sin. Well, preacher, you've never had a blown out knee or you would know what pain is. I assure you today that my soul knows what it's like to mourn. I remember a night very plainly that I said in the church service. People might say, well, I remember what the preacher preached on. I don't remember much about what went on. All I remember was my soul was in pain and I needed Jesus in my life. That's the morning that I got to the night the Lord saved my soul. And you know what? I've been in that place many other times in my life where I said, Lord, I'm not on a one or a two or a three. I'm on a deep end of the morning here. I am hurting. And you know what Jesus said? When you get to that point in your life, you will find comfort. The world says, well, preacher, you guys seem like you really want to inflict pain on people. I'm not about inflicting pain or mourning on people. I am about people experiencing the comfort of God. Do you believe that the comfort of God is real? Absolutely it is. If you cannot say that this morning, then you've never really got to a true mournful state where God has delivered you. You know, I can remember the psalmist David said in Psalms in the 55th chapter in the 6th verse, this is what I would say. He said, oh, that I had wings like a dove for I would fly away and be at rest. Don't you just sometimes want to just take pain and trouble and mourning and hurting and just want to fly away for a little while? Sometimes we just want to take the sorrows of the world and say, God, can we not live our life where these things don't exist? Jesus said, that's not going to happen. But what He is saying is, I'm going to give you comfort in the midst of pain. In the midst of your sorrows, in the midst of all the heaviness that is there, you're going to see that Jesus says, I will give you comfort. There's a conviction. There's a heaviness. There's a mourning of sin. And then there's comfort. And you know what? I believe that humbleness, humility needs to exist even after we're saved. Why? Because it reminds us of the severity of sin. Too many people are getting saved because, are you a sinner? Yes. There's not a deep mournful state. Well, then if you know that you're a sinner, then you're going, to, you're going to go to heaven. Be careful, folks, because there has to be a state of mourning to find the comfort that Jesus is talking about. That's why that we use the word conviction or a convincing or a troubling. And you know what? I, the old saying used to be this. And I'll say the old saying. The saying still exists. When you're lost, you'll just know it. When you're hurting, you'll know that. You don't have to teach a child how to cry when they're hurting, do you? They just know what pain is. They know what it's like. You see, when God begins to deal with us, Jesus said, blessed are they. That talks about here in this fourth verse, that mourn for they shall be comforted. I want you to notice that this is in the present tense. Not in a past sense or in a future sense. It's what He's going through right then. Folks, it's okay today to, to realize is that remember all the different words that exist about mourning? It's okay to understand today that there's mourning, there's hurt, there's pain in our life. And I'll even go as far as to say that's just part of life. Part of life is you're going to hurt. I understand parents want to uh, console their children. I understand that, that we want to take care of our parents and people that we love and take away pain. But you know who's the ultimate healer of the trouble of a soul? That's Jesus Christ. Mothers have a magical touch. They can just lick that finger and rub a wound and the pain goes away, don't they? It's just the magic of a mother. But really and truly today, there's even a trouble and a mourning that happens to people that moms and dads and our, our favorite people in life, they can't heal, folks. There's something only Jesus can give. And that's why Jesus said that blessed are they, uh, and He talks about that they that mourn, for they shall be 
comfort. Only those that have been redeemed, only those that have ever been saved know what it's like to have something removed. If you've never experienced, let's just take this example. If you've never experienced a cast on your foot, you don't know what it's like to have a cast taken off your foot. If you've never experienced a mournful time or a load or a burden of sin, then you don't know what it's like to have that sin removed. But I want to tell you, I want to speak as one this morning, not as a person that's carrying the load of sin, but as a person that once had that sin, but Jesus took that sin away. And I believe in this, that that mourning today turned to joy. And the Scriptures feel with that. We may read about it in a little bit, but, but there's Scriptures that teach us how that God can take circumstances and He can go from north to south or east to west. He can take it and He can turn it around. Folks, that is the power of God. And Jesus says, blessed are they today. He said, are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. You know, if we truly mourn, we truly have a pain and a hurt and a desire that we want things to be healed. Paul said this, you don't have to turn over and read it. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10, it says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. You know, a lot of times... Our world has gotten to a place that they don't want to shed tears over sin. They just kind of want to rename it or they kind of want to change the way the acceptance of things. And instead of trying to deal with sin, we try to deal with people and try to let God become more accepting of sin. Folks, today we have to understand the true depths of sin. What caused Jesus to die on the cross? The sin of mankind. That, that's kind of a, uh, of a very simple understanding today is that we know that it's the sin of man. What kind of person, and I know they exist, but what kind of a person really and truly would want to have infliction of pain? It's not something we want. And now, now, we understand that if it's a pain of a one or two, we don't really worry about that. But we're talking about a deep, troubling pain that a person has. We don't want that and we don't want to stay in that state. Jesus teaches us that blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. I believe today that God is going to remind us that if we truly desire His peace, we have to experience the mourning that goes along with that. For blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You want to talk about a, a, a paradox? It's just where for those that are hurting, they're going to be comforted? Jesus over and over teaches us those that are sad are going to be made happy or those that are empty are going to be made full. And you see, it's all about getting to one place in your life so that it can be filled with the things of Christ. You see, this morning as you and I come to this place and we understand that there is comfort to the mornings today is that the, the, the one that's a sinner today, the very first thing they have to realize in this beatitude is a person has to realize that they are a sinner. Read the rest of the beatitudes. Notice where it all starts. All the blessings, all the happiness of life is coming to an understanding that we are sinners. So many people today, well, that's not my fault. Well, if you would have done this or that circumstance or if you would have made the rail better, I wouldn't have fallen or... You know, we have all kinds of excuses and I call them crutches. We have all kinds of crutches in life where we have to realize, folks, it's not because of we're bad people or we've done something wrong. We were all conceived in sin. When people are mourning and people are hurting and there's a, a, a deep evidence of God troubling the heart of a man, it's not because they've done some deed. It's because they're a sinner and they're a sinner in need of a Savior. 
I have seen people, matter of fact, I'm going to confess to you, I've been there, shed tears over a sporting event. Just their hearts are broken. I mean, absolutely crushed. And I'm not trying to say they're weak people, but, but, but sporting events, people get crushed. You think of all the things in life that people just get their feelings crushed, but how comfortable we are with sin. Folks, that really disturbs me. That we can do all these things and it hurts our feelings because the price of something goes up and we can't have this and all these other things and we get so disturbed and we'll, we get distraught and we mourn over those things. But over sin, we become acceptable. Matter of fact, we even want to accept things. We just got to, we even come up with this cliche or this phrase, just get with the times. That's just the times we live in. Folks, today, we have to understand the seriousness of sin. We've gotten comfortable with it. We've gotten easy with it. And Jesus is teaching us that the, in order to enjoy all these blessings that you are going to experience, you have to understand you are a sinner and that you need comfort. That's why there is comfort to those that seek Him. For He says, Blessed are they that mourn. Of all the things that we can mourn over, it ought to be the sinful condition that our world has gotten into. You want to see people really break down, watch the, the finance start spiraling down and people will start looking at stocks and all these other things and it'll break their heart. And don't get me wrong, it probably makes us all a little uneasy. When you see the price of something goes up, what does it do? It causes us to mourn. But what does sin do to us? What does sin do to you in your life? And I'm not judging you. I'm not here to, to tell you that we're bad people. What I'm saying is, do we really see the value or what sin does to us as human beings? And Jesus said, blessed are they that mourn, for he said, they shall be comforted. Paul said, I believe it is in Romans, he said, oh, wretched man that I am. Isaiah says, he said, oh, he said, woe is me, for I am undone. We get to a place that we want to legalize something or become acceptable of something instead of trying to change it from our life and get it out of our life. We want to become acceptable of it. Folks, today be careful what you open your heart up to and you let in. Folks, there's only room in your heart for Christ. There's only room today in your heart for the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the presence of God. May you only open up your heart to Him. But when you get to that point in your life and we see that there's a mourning that goes on, notice what he says. He says, for they shall be comforted. Now, they's a pronoun meaning they or that person and they alone. You know what I found out in life? Is that the person sitting right beside you, in front of you or behind you, can experience comfort of Christ, but you are not experiencing comfort because comfort is an individual experience that we all have. Folks, today, have you as an individual, have you as an individual experienced mourning and comfort? A lot of times we get hung up on the morning and we're afraid of the morning or we're afraid of the pain. We're afraid of, of all those things. But Jesus himself, this is not the, 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 the error of a man. This is Jesus himself teaching us that when you mourn, he said, and you get to that deep state. We're not talking about a light state or an easy state of one over two. He said, but when you get deeply convicted about sin, and I mean deeply convicted about sin, he said, for they shall be comforted. There are a lot of people, I believe Isaiah may have been the one that says it, that, that people are like, their life is like the sea. And what he means by that is there's, no, it, there's, there's a lot of unrest in it. 
The sea never really gets calm as far as like a, a piece of glass like a lake or a pond might get, but the sea never gets to that point because it's always, there's, there's turbulence there. You ever notice some people in their life just cannot find peace? They want a different job, and guess what? They get the job, and you know what happens? Short time later, I don't know, a week or two, month or two, they're unhappy with their job. People want a certain car. You know what happens after they get that car? They love it. They drive it around. They keep it clean. And all of a sudden, after a year or two, that car is not clean anymore. What happens when we get the house that we've always dreamed of? We take care of it and we want our friends to come over. And after a little while, we're like, don't come over. My house is not clean or I've got work to do around. Isn't it amazing how that we're, we, in our flesh and in this world, we cannot find satisfaction? But I believe in this, folks. I believe in Jesus Christ. You can be satisfied. I believe you can be content. I believe that you can find peace. But it's when we get to that place, for blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. How many people is their life just so uneasy and it's tossed to and fro? I want to turn over to the book of Micah for just a minute, if you mark that. Book of Micah, chapter 7. See if you can read or see if you can experience what it's like to mourn. Woe is me. That's an explanation mark. For I. Notice the individualness of this. It's, it's my condition. For he said. For I am as when they gathered the summer fruits. And the grape gleanings of the vintage. There is no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first ripe fruit. Listen to the condition again. The good man is perished out of the earth, and there is none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. That's what everybody does, he said. They hunt every man his brother with a net. He says, everybody's out to get me. You ever heard that phrase? People really get troubled. And what happens when you get in trouble? What do you do? What happens when everybody's out to get you? Oh, we've all got that excuse. But let's keep reading these verses. That they may do evil with both hands earnestly. Boy, if they could just get their hands on me, they would devour me. You ever heard that phrase? The prince asketh and the judge asketh for a reward. And the great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire. So they wrap it up. The best of them is as a prior. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. Notice the wickedness that's going on all around Micah. He's talking about, he said, even the best, he said, they're like a thorn hedge. The day of the watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall, their, now shall be their perplexity. Trust ye not in a friend. Boy, this is really fixing to hit home. The world's going to tell you, you need to find a friend that you can confide in like no other. As much as I believe in that, folks, you need to confide in God like no other person. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that we can confide in. Don't, don't leave here saying that preacher said we can't have friends in our life. What I'm saying is, when it comes to your soul, you need to trust in God to give you comfort more than anybody else. Your friends can give you a hug. Your friends can take you in a car. They can ride you all around the countryside. And, and they can roll the window down. You can have air blowing in. And you can relax all you want, folks. But I'm telling you, you're only going to find comfort in your soul when you get Jesus in it. 
That's where your comfort comes from. He says, don't put your trust in a friend. He said, put you not confidence in a guide. It means the, the people with you. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that, li that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father. Boy, let's talk about family troubles. Everything's just falling apart. The, 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 the son's going to dishonor the father. The daughter's going to rise up against the mother. That's not the way it should be. The daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. The man's enemies are the men of his own house. But there's a word I want you to understand in the Old Testament in the Hebrew. Therefore. Therefore means because of all the things above. Of all the things preceding. So of all the things that we read to you in verses 1 through 6. Read verse 7. Because of all those things. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. Folks, today there is nobody any greater to turn to when you are mourning. That's not the end of that verse. For he says, I will look unto the Lord and I will wait for the God of my salvation. That's not the end of that verse, folks. It's going to get better than that. He says, my God will hear me. Folks, every one of us ought to lift the roof off this place saying glory, hallelujah, that when, when everything else has failed, when people have failed, when the family structure has failed, when our society has failed us, when everything has fallen apart, God will hear you. When your pain is an excruciating pain and you've reached the, 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 the highest point of what pain truly is and you have reached that morning, know this, God will hear you. I've, I cannot tell you how many times people say, did you hear me? One, I may not have physically heard them. But when you say, did you hear me? It also may mean that I didn't understand you. Let's be clear about something. God is not hard of, hard of hearing and God is not, does not have to be explained to what you mean. He already knows those things. Have you ever had to go to somebody and say, wait a minute, that's not what I mean. Let me explain that again, folks. When it comes to God, you don't have to explain yourself. He knows these things. Aren't you glad today to know that when you're mourning, there's nobody judging you? There's nobody trying to say, well, what do you mean? Or that's crazy or that's silly. Aren't you glad today to know that those today that are mourning, they're going to be comfort? That's why this morning we titled this thought that there's comfort to the mourners. And I pray that we all reach that state in our life. For notice what Micah says. For Micah says that they get to a point, they get to a place. Therefore, because of all the things above, I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I thank God today that He can hear us when we mourn and God can give us what we stand in need of. Well, let's read the 32nd Psalm for just a minute if you mark that. This goes along with the 51st Psalm and David was hurting quite a bit. You know why he was hurting? Because of sin. Folks, sin hurts. And, and I, I want you to understand it's okay to have pain and to have mourning in your life. Psalms 32 and verse 1 says this, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. Here's this word blessed again. Blessed is the man whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity and whose spirit there is no guile. I believe today that God is able to forgive whatever it is that we stand in need of being forgiven of. 
I believe that. And you know what? There's lots of studies and lots of research that shows about people and their tendency to hold grudges and how they don't forget things. You know what I believe about God? If God has forgiven you, it's under the blood. You know what I believe? It'll never be held against you no more. If God saves your soul, it will not be held against you anymore. God is able to forgive, but blessed are they that mourn. Today, I believe that God has many blessings that He wants to give us, and He says that they shall be forgiven. David said, if I can be reconciled to God, it's by me confessing and understanding I have a sin in my life. I don't believe David was just hurting. On a scale of 1 to 10, I don't think David was 1 or 2. I believe David had shifted on down the line. And I believe he was hurting and he was hurting deeply. He talked about the sword that would never leave his door. The pain that was there. But yet we all have this in our life in some form or fashion in some way. And he talks about how that, 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 that we're able to have this experience and ask God for, he says, it, it's going to be covered. That's what he said there in that 32nd chapter in the first verse. He said, "Apputeth not iniquity. That's what he says in the second verse. In other words, God said He can clean you. He can give you comfort. He says, in whose spirit there is no guile. I believe God's able to forgive, but I want to get down to that third and fourth verse. He said, when I kept silence, He didn't confess his sin. Notice what happened. You want to talk about an inward pain? My bones. How deep are the bones? Let me ask you that. Not a question you've got to answer. My bones waxed old through my roaring. You know what I notice about pain? A deep pain's not going away. He said, all the day long. For day and night. Thy hand was heavy upon me. When I was lost, everywhere I went all the day long, I just felt God's hand that was just ever so much upon me and it was a burden. You know, if a little child, an infant of a child comes over here and they put their hand on my shoulder or they put their head on, on my head, I'm not going to feel it much. But folks, the hand of God can truly weigh you down. And when God's hand comes upon you and it was heavy, He said, God, you know what a burden is? It's a heavy load. He said, God, I got a heavy load and I need it to be carried. You know what God's going to do? He's not going to remove the hand. He's going to take the curse of sin off of you and put it on Jesus. You think the cross was heavy. Think about the fact it's not the wood that was heavy. It was our sins. Our sins is what weighed him down. Our sins is what caused such pain and, and, and great misery that he had. It's his pain. And why did he do that? So that he might bring us comfort. Folks, today comfort is in Jesus Christ. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You're not going to find it in the world. You're not going to find it in other people. You're going to find it like David did. He said, my, your hand was heavy upon me. He said, uh, he said day and night. He said, my, my moisture is turned into the drought of summer. He said, all these things were happening. He said, I couldn't find peace. And notice what he said in the 32nd chapter in the 5th verse. He said, I acknowledged my sin. Whew. What a place to get to in your life when you realize, God, I'm mourning, I'm hurting, I need comfort in my life, and only you can give that to me, folks. Nobody here today is going to say you're wrong or you're bad or anything else. We simply find the comfort that God is able to give us. For He said, I acknowledge my sin, 
mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And he goes on to say that thou forgavest iniquity of my sin. But you know what David did? He said, it's unto thee is who he began to talk to. I'm going to close in just a minute. And I didn't tell you to mark this one, but I'll turn over and read to you just a minute in the book of Isaiah chapter 62. Excuse me, 61. There's lots of things that we have to understand about the seriousness of sin and what God wants to do. Isaiah 61, let me read to you if I can, three verses. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the gospel unto the meek. Who are the meek people that he's talking about? It's, it's the ones that need to be healed. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Notice the mourners that are there. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance out of our God. To comfort all that mourn. Listen to this third verse. You've, you've heard me talk about the trade-off. Think about what we give God versus what God gives us. Matthew 5 and 4, we give Him mourning. He gives us comfort. Third verse, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. So here's what I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them beauty for their ashes. I'm going to give the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness. The planning of the Lord that He might be glorified. Notice all the things that we trade off. I pray this morning that we as God's people might see that we are a sinful people. You don't have to turn over and read it, but you can read in the book of Galatians chapter 1, Paul talked about how that he was an apostle. That's what he says. Galatians 1 and 1, he talks about how he is an apostle. 1 Corinthians in the 15th chapter, you know what Paul said? He said, I'm the least of all the apostles. Do you, do you see the, the ranking go down? He said, I'm an apostle. He said, now I'm the least of all the apostles. And then when he gets into Ephesians chapter 3, he don't even talk about sainthood anymore. He said, or all the apostles anymore. He said, I'm, and he talks about how in Ephesians 3 and 8, he said, I'm the least of all the saints. Do you see how Paul's progressing towards his humility? You know what he finally tells Timothy in the first chapter and 15th verse? He said, I'm the chiefest of all the sinners. He went from an apostle to the least of the apostles, the least of the saints, to the chiefest of sinners. Folks, Paul walked with God the lower and the more humility that he got in his life. Notice the more pain that he had in that progression. The more, the more mourning that he had that is when he experienced the peacefulness of God and the comfort of God. So you see today, Paul even said this, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. When we realize what sin does to us and the control that it has over us, then we become surrendering to God. And just like we read in the fifth verse, that we believe that God is able uh, to give us the comfort. He said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. My prayer this morning is that, one, that you're mourning that there is a pain in your life, but that you don't stay in that pain. Folks, pain is a part of life. 
but comfort's what Christ only wants to give. Today, do you have mourning in your life? Do you have comfort in your life? Those are the things I felt like I needed to say. God bless you. I want us to get a song if we could.